Hi everybody, Jamie Butcher here. So glad to be with you all for Practicing Care. And today our topic is trauma. I have a great guest that I'm so excited to introduce to you. But first I wanted to remind you what we're about in Practicing Care. What we're trying to do here is to have a curriculum that helps us create some sacred space to process this pandemic. 2020 has really been a year for the books and we need some time to reflect on our experiences, to set our intentions for the new year, to remember that golden rule that Jesus has asked us to love other people and Jesus has said that Jesus loves us. So in our third session today, uh, Stasia Singletary is going to be thinking about and helping us learn more about the impact of the pandemic through the lens of trauma research. So from this uh, faith-based perspective that we bring in the church, we're gonna learn about creating space for grief and lament, that that's an important part of healing. So now let me introduce to you all Stasia, um, and then we'll get started talking. So Stasia, thank you so much for joining us today. We're excited that you're here with us and just really um, interested in this topic and what we can learn from you. So thank you. Thank um, you. So for all of you all, Stasia is an LPC, a licensed professional counselor. She works out of Samaritan counseling and she has specialties in play therapy, family therapy, and this trauma-informed care. Um, she works with children, teens, adults, families, and her clinical experience includes school-based counseling, parenting, psychoeducation, behavior and anger management. Um, and for today, we'll look especially at the work that she's done clinically with those who have experienced trauma and also uh, distress associated with mental illness and dealing with issues related to family conflict and relationships. So Stasia is a wealth of information and we're so lucky to have you here with us, Stasia. Um, is there anything else you wanna add to what we just learned about you? Any notes about um, how you got into this or when you came to Atlanta? Um, not really. I'm just really happy to be here. Um, I'm very passionate about um, just trauma-informed care and just the counseling field in particular. So I'm excited to just share information um, that's just helpful for everyone. Good. That's awesome. That's exactly our intention for this um, curriculum is to get some tips to help us through what has been a very um, big year to process. So yeah. first off, for those of us who don't know and aren't in the counseling world, can you just help us understand what trauma-informed care is? What's the definition of trauma? Yeah, so let's first just kind of break down uh, the trauma definition. Um, so of course trauma is, it can be an event or a series of events or circumstances that are experienced by a person that really just kind of overwhelm our ability to cope. Um, it is considered very harmful and in some cases life-threatening for us. Um, and it, it just causes uh, just a level of distress that impacts our functionality um, in, in our social areas, relationship, work, um, and, and a number of those areas. So um, that is 
in totality, just kind of the definition of trauma. We have different types of trauma as well, um, which I think we'll kind of talk about just in relation to this pandemic and just kind of looking at 2020 as a, you know, has it been traumatic for us? Um, and so the three types of trauma would be acute um, trauma, which is kind of a single event, um, a one-time incident that happens that is kind of uh, just overwhelming for us. And we have chronic trauma, uh, trauma, which I feel like we're kind of experiencing some of that, you know, it's a series of events or just over a period of time, as well as complex trauma, which is um, multiple incidences that could be considered traumatic experiences. So that is, um, in a nutshell, what trauma is. Thank you. That's really helpful. I did not know that there are three kind of places where you uh, put trauma to help you think about it. Yes. And so, um, and thanks to you for that definition. That makes a lot of sense. It's it's something that's distressing that is impacting your um, relationships, your functioning in the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it can be a one-time thing or it can be ongoing. Um, yes. Okay. Well, I, I the next question you um, started to point toward and that's um, 2020. Mm -hmm. So 2020 as a year that is unlike others we have experienced. And um, I'm thinking specifically about the pandemic here and just mm -hmm. the um, number of deaths and the uh, impact on our health infrastructure, um, just mm -hmm. the reality that the lives we were living are not as secure as we mm -hmm. thought they were. Mm -hmm. So you started, I think, to point to 2020 as potentially a situation of chronic trauma. Tell me a little bit more about that. When you're thinking about 2020, what is it about this year that lands us in this category of a chronic, chronic trauma survivors? Would be, I mean, yeah. we're not out of it yet, you know. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it's still hard. So mm -hmm. tell me why um, you think about this year as potentially fitting into that slot. Yeah, so one, uh, I think initially for all, a lot of us, you know, when we first entered into the pandemic or quarantine or lockdown, um, you know, we thought we would have just kind of a, a timeline or an end to, to everything that's happened. Um, and so because like you were just mentioning, we're still in this space of the unknown of the what's going to happen. Um, and there's just been so many things that have happened, just like in the world, um, we're talking about just the, the kind of the world's been impacted, our communities have been impacted. Individually, we've all been impacted, um, whether it's just in your personal life, whether it just kind of touched your home, um, whether it was loss of work, financial stressors, um, grief, loss of, you know, uh, family or friends, things like that. And then just thinking on just kind of the, the world or the community level, um, just the distress. We're talking about economic systems. We've got things going on with our election. We had the protests going on, right? And so when you think of just that timeline and just the the multiple things that have happened um, just on top of, you know, a virus um, happening. So that that is kind of why I think of this as more of a chronic thing, um, the time period and also in 
just to add to that, it can also be a little complex, right? Um, some people have experienced um, the loss of a loved one in addition to work, right? Um, in addition to just trying to figure out other things um, in their, their family. So I'm like, honestly, I think maybe we could even fit into those both categories where complex trauma as well as chronic trauma. Um, and also just thinking about the impact, um, the distress, the anxiety increase, the, the increase of depressive symptoms. Um, so there's there's all of that which kind of directly relate to um, some of the symptoms that come out of traumatic experiences. Yeah, thank you. It's It's been quite a year. <laughs> Complex yeah. and uh, chronic stress, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So knowing that we couldn't fit ourselves and our lives um, potentially into this category of trauma from mm -hmm. our experiences this year, what does that, how does that help us? Like what tips do you have um, that can help us that you might share with your clients mm -hmm. about how to um, process trauma, how to live through trauma, how to, um, how to, I guess survive might be a good yeah. word. Uh, yeah. While this, this stuff is um, ongoing, while uncertainty is ongoing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, what are some tips you have? Well, one, um, I love just kind of thinking about uh, just in general, like when we're talking about trauma, we're not alone, right? Um, it's not like we're the only ones who are going through this or who have experienced it. So um, one, just knowing that you do have community um, and people that can relate to your stories and just situations. Um, and the other piece, I, I talk a lot to my clients about um, there, there's a space where we want to, of course, acknowledge reality, right? This, these are tough times. Um, it may not be ideal situations, um, but there is still a space of just holding compassion and hope for yourself um, and hope for the future. Um, a lot of what I've talked to my clients about is just kind of being mindful of our, our thoughts, right, that are sometimes so automatic. Um, and sometimes they can be negative, especially based on what's going around and they can cause more worry. Um, they can cause more anxiety. So just really being mindful of our dialogue and the sense that we make of everything going on around us. And so um, when I say kind of holding a space for reality, but also having some compassion for yourself in what's going on, not being too hard on yourself. Um, giving yourself time to affirm your life and to still um, add joy um, to your day, to practice mindfulness. Um, and, and when you start to feel very anxious or very um, just overwhelmed with emotion, which I think a lot of people have experienced that. Um, I talk to my clients about just grounding techniques um, in which we practice engaging all of our senses that help us kind of calm, calm our body and calm our mind. Um, because I think a lot of the times it's, it's, it's the thoughts that we have, the worries, the just kind of the, the worst case scenario thinking. There's a lot of that, um, especially when we can't predict what's going to happen and we feel like a lot is out of our control. So a lot of just focusing on um, just the self-care 
the self-care piece, right? Just making sure our mind, our emotions are healthy. Um, spiritually, we stay grounded and just kind of taking care of our physical bodies as well. So those are a lot of the things that I talk about, just calming the mind, the body, um, and just having some optimism and hope. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. um, That all makes a lot of sense. Is there any, one of the things that... Um, makes me excited about the series is that the Christian community and other faith traditions, I'm sure, although I'm not as well versed in those, um, have such a history of and language for and swim in the water of this uh, goal, which you have given us to survive and thrive even in trauma, which is to acknowledge the reality So to have moments of lament and grief, and we certainly see that in scripture with the Psalms, especially, but even Jesus on the cross, who was crying out. But then the Christian story is one of hope. We um, say, we believe, we um, put our foot forward into the world that has been created by a message of hope that this world is not the last, that this is not the... um, kingdom that God intends for us, that there is um, a place that a table that is set for us all um, where Jesus is host. So thank you for reminding us of that. And some of the good work that the women will do in their gatherings is talk this through and think about how um, our faith context gives us some really good resources that we already have, that we're already have sunk deep you know, to um, understand what's been going on this year. Mm -hmm. And that makes a lot of sense. So thank you. You said one thing um, that made me want to ask, throw in an additional question here. And that was about uh, being easy on yourself and letting your kind of, um, you know, letting some, some of your expectations fall. One of the things I love as a parent and knowing that you work with a lot of families is all these posts on Facebook and the memes and stuff that are like, you know, just do the best you can. Just survive here in parenting. um, I, for one, have never had such a loose approach to screen time, you know? And that's been actually very relaxing, I think, for mm-hmm. the whole family. Um, so on that kind of subject, anything in particular you might say about um, families or specifically children and adolescents? A lot of the women who will be listening to this, if they're not moms, they are um, aunties or, you know, or, or mm-hmm. grandparents that are working with kids during this time and just have concern for the children who are impacted by 2020. So any kind of tips for parents helping kids through this year? Yes, um, again, just having some some compassion for yourself, some patience, right? I think um, even just with the, the children, if you think of our experiences as adults with all of this and just how we are coping and just regulating through it all, um, just extending that little extra grace to um, our, our children because it's it's tough for them too. Um, and for parents, you know, 
take a take a moment you know it's okay to take a, a breath to just have a have a beat take a pause um, if you're feeling overwhelmed I often say um, in our ability as adults to kind of uh, self-regulate and process emotions those are very wonderful teachable moments um, in the moment with our children you know if, if we're feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or just kind of processing sometimes it's okay to just to kind of work through that you know and in, in your best um, the best modeling way that you can what to do with these big emotions or what to do with the frustration or the confusion um, sometimes it's really helpful um, to, to, to practice those coping strategies with the with your kids so then they even know what to pick up and how to handle their emotions um, it's okay to have conversations uh, real conversations about what's going on um, I think sometimes in a kudos to parents. I feel like you guys have like a very, very wonderful job, but it can be tough. Um, I, I know some parents feel like they've got to always have it together and, you know, be strong. Um, but just remember, we're all humans, right? And we all just kind of, we have to live our human experience. Um, and so have real conversations that are appropriate, age appropriate for our kids, but that are very realistic that also offer them hope and solutions, which mm -hmm. are the coping strategies and um, so that they also know that they're not alone so mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense thank you Stasia but it's a good reminder it um, you know to not shy away from talking about how you are feeling um, with your children because that gives them some space this idea that we're trying to create sacred space for processing you're asking yeah. us to model that for your kids so you could even say yeah I've got to go to my you know my group this this yeah. um this for the next couple months we're focusing on talking about how this uh year has been so impactful so that could even mm -hmm. be a good um exactly. way to model for these kids that you can talk about things and that it has been a tough year mm -hmm. absolutely good yeah. that's great um Stasia, anything else you would add? I know we did talk briefly about kind of trauma as a new sort of discipline within counseling um, that has gained some momentum more recently. Mm -hmm. Would you just mention that? Because I'm sure that would be interesting information for our folks. Yeah, absolutely. We were just kind of talking about, because um, as, as we all hear about trauma, it's, it's kind of a growing topic. Um, and we were just talking about it's it's not so new, but it is now becoming a lot more recognized um, just across disciplines. And we are trying to just understand it more. I think uh, just in general, people are starting to understand it more um, in the impact and how do we infuse that kind of framework um, that's really effective and beneficial when we're treating people, um, whether it's in schools, counseling centers, um, even just various workplaces, just how do we approach people that are coming from these hard places or that have had some very tough experiences that may, so we can really understand their behaviors, their choices, um, and how to approach that and help them um, kind of come from that survival mode to being able to thrive and regulate um, really well. So yes, that's it's a little bit about just that new trauma wave that's coming around right now. That's very interesting. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, Stasia, we have learned so much. 
thank you yeah. for, for joining us and letting yeah. us um, gain some of the insights of your wisdom and your training. And uh, we appreciate it for you helping us make it through this season. So uh, thank you so much. And um, we'll see you around the church sometime. Yes, thank you. Thank you.